G'day guys and girls and welcome back to the Extended Bench Podcast. My name's Christian and as always on the other side of the desk is my mate Matt. Matt, how are you doing today bud? I am good, I am pumped. We had our um, our home league keeper drops this weekend so I'm feeling just excited that our, our draft's coming up. Things Feel are going to kick off soon. Much more optimistic than we were just looking at the uh, availabilities that we had to draft with before the drops mm. because there was not much out there. It was an absolute wasteland. Absolutely. So, and I, I'm personally, I always sort of... My internal fantasy calendar is pretty much attuned to our home keeper <laughs> draft. So the fact that that's happening in a week... I'm pumped. It's the effect that keeper leagues really have on you, isn't it? Once you have that home keeper league, that your number one league, that really almost dominates your fantasy football thinking. And yeah. it gets hard to get away from when you're looking at salary cap and redraft leagues a little bit. Absolutely. Having said that, we're not talking about keepers today. No, what we're here to do is we're here to give you our official pre-season wrap. So the Marsh series has just finished up today with mm-hmm. the uh, Kangaroos taking on Essendon in what was clearly no, no, the uh, was... number one fantasy match for the, uh, no, no, the pre-season. It was, it was actually even better. It was Kangaroos versus Sydney, and Sorry, then uh, Essendon and versus Essendon Geelong. Geelong. Apologies, yeah. Double um, header on a Monday for some reason. <laughs> well, I suppose you know it's a little bit later. We're based over here in WA, so if the last yeah. game finished at uh, what was it four o'clock our time, yeah. so it was a little bit odd during the workday. But I got to watch some football while I was working, so I was pretty happy with <laughs> I guess that. That helps. Um, so we're going to go through team by team and sort of dissect uh, some of the players we liked, uh, if there's any role changes, Mm -hmm. some guys that will be handy from a salary cap point of view, as well as guys you should be looking at in your draft leagues, and maybe even touch on a couple that you really shouldn't be drafting, like some some guys that have fallen away in our minds. Yes, I have a couple of those written down. Yeah, there's a few who caught my eye in a really bad way, and (laughs) just whether it's role or whether it's just... Um, you know, fitness is an issue, injury, there's a lot of things to go through when you're preparing for your drafts. Absolutely. So I think we're going to get straight into it and yep, just we'll, we'll go through alphabetically team by team. So we'll be starting with the Crows. So uh, the Crows, obviously, they played Melbourne in the first game, they played the Suns in the second game of the preseason. What did you like? Uh, a couple of guys jumped out at me. Um, the first guy, I can't believe I'm about to say this name, but it's none other than Rat- Ratkins himself. I've seen it written down, and you know what hurts? It's written down on my notepad as well, because, it, look, I don't completely trust how fantasy-friendly his role will be, but if we're talking ultimate footy, and we mm-hmm. are just for the moment, yep. um, in ultimate footy for draft players, he has back status. Yes. And that is huge considering the kind of numbers that he can give. As a midfielder, he is average at best. Yeah, yeah he, he would be unowned in most leagues, I'd suggest. Oh, I agree. As, um, a, but as a defender. As a defender. Well, his last three years, he's averaged 81.4 last year, 79.6 in 2018, and 81.2 mm-hmm. in 2017. So, basically 80 for three years straight, which as a D4 or D5... Is gold. It's absolute gold. So he went in the preseason, he went at 99 in the first game, and he went at 88 in the second. Those are really solid numbers. I was impressed to see the 88, given mm-hmm. the amount of ins that the Crows had after the All-Stars game. Yes. So obviously Brody Smith came back, Sloan came back, um, I think Laird played in the All-Stars game as well from yeah, memory. Yeah, might have done. Um, but yeah, those are those are some big ins, mm-hmm. and to still be able to score halfway decent, eighty eight is very solid for draft league. Guys. Absolutely, I mean he's not going to put up great scores every week, but he's going to be there or thereabouts enough that you can start him. One hundred percent. And speaking yeah. of the one of the guys I just mentioned as well, yep, Brody Smith 
His role Ooh, change... Very keen. Very keen. Very, very tempting. So he looks like he's playing a lot more through the midfield. And realistically, it does make sense because with Miller, Laird and Brody Smith back there, three <laughs> legitimate halfback flankers who aren't really uh, accountable... <laughs> They're not defensive players. No, you, you yeah. You, and you can't really have all three in your back line at the one time, I wouldn't suggest. So it makes sense for them to move one of them into the midfield. Yeah, particularly because their midfield, I think we've said this a couple of times already this preseason, their midfield is very one-paced mm-hmm. uh, with the two Crouch brothers and Sloan. Brody Smith brings something a bit different in terms of pace. He can break the lines, he can get the ball and just run with it. So I think he's perfect for what they need and he's got enough runs on the board that he's not going to come in and have to learn the ropes while being that X-factor in their midfield. Agreed, 100%. And uh, yeah, I just I, I love that role that he's playing. I have no issue starting him in salary cap leagues. I'm very, very yeah, tempted yeah. myself. He's on the list. The only downside is there's just so many good mid-priced defenders at the moment. <laughs> I mean, we saw... Um, Dylan Robertson come back very strongly oh, yesterday. Nice. Hunter Clark looked very strong as well. Yep. Um, obviously, we've got tons of others as well. Yep. Who's, uh, the some... hype man himself, Houston. Oh, Houston. I don't think you can start this year <laughs> without Houston in salary cap leagues, to be honest. Yep. So it's yep. whether or not you can work in a slightly more expensive player there because mm-hmm. he's closer to that premium price. Absolutely. Um, he's uh, 646000 in salary. He's not a mid-price. He's an underpriced premium. Pretty player. much. But uh, if you have faith that he can deliver the way he finished <coughs> the end of last season, where five of his last six games he tunned up, uh, then gold. there's value to be made in salary cap, mm-hmm. and he'll be... Uh, I reckon he'll be a D1 um, in drafts this year. I, I agree. I, th- I definitely think he'll be a D1. So you might be looking at taking him sort of early... You know, in in the early thirties, if you're drafting, I, yep. there, there may be a chance he's going that early, which is mm-hmm, incredible mm-hmm. considering what he's done in the past. Yes. Um, just one more player, I think, before we move on from Adelaide, that I want to mention. Yep. Chase Jones. Uh, now he was yes. one that was really, I thought, could really come on this year and and get good yep. game time, maybe play a decent fantasy role for yes. for someone who's just over three hundred k in salary. Cap. Absolutely, he was one of those overpriced rookies that we were looking mm-hmm. at, given the uh, the absolute garbage that is the forward line rookies. I don't think I'm too keen on he's him. He's off now. my list. Yeah, off I'm, my list. I'm he, not starting him. I'm not even hundred percent sure he's going to be best twenty two. No one. It's really going to be tricky. So he um. Uh, what did he have? He had 64 in a, a solid effort in the first game. But when those guys came back, I think he sort of finished closer to... So he was on 32. Yeah, it was... Um, look, and, and that was from 79% game time as well. So, look, it, it wasn't like he was on the bench for, for the entire game. Um, like some people in the second uh, second round of the Marsh series, you'd see, you'd see some players come on for Didn't just get a game half. at all. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not sold on Chase Jones at all. Uh, I'm he's like I said, he's off my watch list. He's moved his way out of my team in salary cap as well. So I'm happy just to leave him be and look for value somewhere else. Agreed. Was there anyone else from the Crows you wanted to? Uh, uh, only uh, Miles Paholke. Paholke, so, okay. Yeah. yeah, he's been a bit of a hype man since that first game. Yeah, I really liked that 81 he put up in the first game. Didn't play in the second game, so you'd have to say he's not best 22 to start mm-hmm. the year. But at only 288000 in salary, I have faith that he will get a Guernsey at some point this year, and he's going to be on my watch list to keep an eye when he does. Yeah. Because I think he, if he can grab the opportunity when it gets given to him, uh, then I think he'll make a bit of money. Yeah, I, I know I agree with that. Um, I, I don't mind it. He's not in my team to start the year. but so He's not best 22 to start the year. The yeah. fact he didn't play round two of the uh, Marsh series 
suggests he's not going to start the year for the Crows. Agreed. Um, okay, so we'll move on to the Lions. Uh, now, <laughs> I've got nothing written down for the Lions. No, this one was really tough. So there were a couple of guys I was interested in preseason, guys like Brandon Starsevich, to see if he could possibly get a gig. Yeah, no. Doesn't look like he's best 22, so no. you can strike him off as a rookie option. Uh, I'm pretty sure I told you that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, no, you did. You did. <laughs> I just said, again, with all of these rookies, <coughs> all we can do is posture at this stage. We, I mean, very well, you know, the ones that we don't think will play could be named in round one. We've just got to wait for those team sheets. Yeah. The um, thing with Brisbane, looking at them um, across the Marsh series, is their good guys <laughs> played well and are still good. Uh, their role players are still role players. Yeah. And I can't see anyone who's smashing the door down to break into the team. Uh, with the exception of one of your boys, who I'm sure you're going to want to talk about. Yeah, so one of my boys, Devin Robertson. <clears throat> now, this kid looks like an absolute champion. Look, he, he didn't exactly light the world on fire in terms of his pure fantasy scoring. So he came in in the uh, the second game. He had 52 from just 63% game time, which is quite decent. It is. Yep. But it was the way he went about it. He was hard at it. He had the uh, the five tackles in that. He had five disposals in the third quarter as well. So he started to string it together a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I just really liked from what I saw from him. He's not someone for salary cap leagues this year. A, no, too expensive. Get, yeah. Too expensive, won't get enough games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll get he'll be in and out of the team a little bit yeah, um, but, if he does get games. But I like him, especially from a keeper perspective. Oh. All aboard. Redraft, probably not interested. No, no, not, not interested in him at all from a redraft league. But in keeper leagues, he should be taken very early in your top-ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're starting a keeper league this year, he could be one of those stashable guys you take towards the very, very end of the draft. Because yep. this is a guy you could hopefully hold on to for one to two years, and he comes good in his third, that real third-year yeah, breakout I'd say player. Yeah, probably about when to expect it. Um, and look, there's, there's really not too many others that I want to talk about because we know what we're going to get from the premiums from Brisbane. We yeah, know Zorko's going to be very solid. We know Neil is going to be a very, you know, a top yep. 20 player this year from a draft point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, realistically, I don't see anyone jumping out of the gate and, and dominating that we didn't expect not to. really. One guy I was curious to see what he did was Witherden, but there wasn't really anything that caught my eye or made no. me take too much notice of him. Uh, there was a half hour on Cam Ellis Yeoman having moved clubs, but he didn't even get a game in Marsh two, yeah. so he's obviously not in their best twenty two considerations. I'm pretty sure he's. At, there was a news article actually saying he needed to apply himself a little bit better. So <laughs> that is not a good sign. If you your can, coach is coming out and saying that you need to apply yourself more in training and yeah. in game simulation, you can cross the line through that one. Yeah, not a chance. So. Even I mean, we did uh, for the uh, the keeper league podcast. The boys over there, we mm-hmm. uh, we participated in the uh, top up draft for their podcasters keeper league mm-hmm. uh, recently. And I don't think Cam Ellis Yeoman went in that top up, did he? Or uh, he, he might or have he gone went in very the late, very very last couple of rounds, maybe. And, and that's a forty man squad, forty so. squad sizes for him to go incredibly late. Just shows that there's no faith in him yeah. from the podcasters out there. So, yeah. strike a line through him. Uh, and I think we may as well move on from Brisbane because there's just no one that stood out from the JLT. Or from the JLT, from the Marsh Series. Marsh Series. Get it right. Um, uh, There'll be something else next year. Yeah, well, I mean, buddy, what was it? It was NAB, JLT. There's just, just too many. Pretty to sure there was tracking. something else in between as well. Um, the Wizard Cup at one stage as well. <laughs> right, on to Carlton. All right, on to Carlton. So, uh, Carlton, look, there's a lot of different players to keep an eye on here. Mm. Um, who caught your eye the most? Again, this is one where I feel like the good guys... They, they They'll performed. be good, yeah. And there's no one else that really jumped out and and absolutely caught my eye. Obviously, I paid a bit of attention to Doherty because yeah. I was curious to see how much he'd ease into it 
versus sort of just hitting the ground running. Mm-hmm. I was pretty pleased he got 79 in the first game and 87 in the second. Yeah, building. building. And they still look to be using him as a, a key distributor. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm really happy to have him in, or to tug him in pretty much any league. Yeah, he's starting in my salary cap team like he is with almost 100% of leagues yep. out there. But Agreed. he's also, I would take him a little bit earlier in draft leagues than you were thinking as well. Yeah, so That was the question for me, was where he would go in redrafts. I'm thinking probably third rounds. About I, I'm right. thinking late third round, so late 20s, maybe early 30s, depending yeah. on what you value you place on <clears throat> defenders in your league. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw, I've seen a couple of leagues where Sam Doherty was taken in the early teens. That's too early, just way yeah, too early. There is still too much of a question mark, and I wouldn't be expecting him to hit the ground like he did and before he got injured. You're probably taking him there ahead of people like Matt Crouch, Brad Crouch. Um, yeah. Uh, Paddy Dangerfield, maybe guys like that, and all of those guys I would be taking well over um, uh, Doherty. Just agreed. Yeah, I, is, is my agreed. opinion. Anyone catch your eye? Look, I think one that caught my eye in particular was um, again, it's just from a keeper league point of view, really. Maybe even from a redraft point of view as well. I really liked what I saw from Sam Walsh again this year. <laughs> I think that he could be redraft relevant. So in in a standard really? draft league. I think that mm. he could be your last drafted midfielder, and he could go close to averaging that 95-ish this year. I, Ooh, I, a, lot of, a lot of pressure on the young guy. Second year. Dude, historically, not not great for drafters. Historically, no, but this guy did break all the records. So, I mm, mean, yeah, he had fair. an incredible fantasy year last year. I guess I, my question is just, he had such a good debut year. Mm-hmm. Where is the growth coming from? How much growth can we realistically expect? And how much attention is going to be placed yeah, on him now? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cripps is obviously the main mover there. Yeah. Uh, there was a bit more emphasis from Ed Kernow and Mark Murphy towards mm-hmm. the end of last year in the midfield, but yep. it remains to be seen whether they'll still be prime movers in the midfield or if they'll sort of be moved out again a little bit. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, who else is there to really take the load? And I don't know. I just I, I'm not sure. If there's anything that will be different this year that will allow him to elevate, yeah, I get beyond just from. a slight um, natural progression, yeah. Um, another one just to uh, shine a little bit of a light on was Nick Newman. I think it sort of followed on with our theory from earlier in mm-hmm. the uh, the preseason that look, I don't think he's going to be a uh, a great scorer fantasy wise this year. I just <clears> don't with uh, yeah. with Doherty back there. Um, you've got Newman back there. Simpson was injured a little bit in the uh, the second game, but he should be right for round one. Um, I, I just don't think he's going to get too much of the ball down there. SPS yeah. as well. S- yeah, SPS is the other one. So you're concerned about Newman. I am as well, but I'm also concerned about Cade Simpson. I can really see him falling off a cliff this year. Yeah, that's, he that's finished absolutely going to happen. last year pretty well after a pretty average start to the year. He's So I checked Ultimate Footy today. He's mm-hmm. 94. 96% owned and 95% started. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, he is a gun guy, but I hope you're not going too early on him. I hope that people are going reasonably late on him because I just, I'm really concerned at 35 years old with all those other guys in that back line that he could be the guy that just drops off the cliff this year. No, I see that. I absolutely see that. So, all the I'm, defenders, I'm just really wary of him. Particularly. Like, I mean, he's really old as well. Like, yeah. We all know about the old man's calf, and he's yep. had calf issues in the past as well, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't be going near uh, Kate Simpson, even in a draft league either. Yeah, but I just remember the last few years, Matty Boyd was great, then the next year he fell off the cliff and, mm-hmm. and retired. McVeigh was great, next year fell off the cliff and retired. 
I'm just worried it's going to be Simpson this year. Yeah, no, I don't mind that. Yeah, good point. Um, okay, shall we move on to uh, Collingwood? Yep. Yep, perfect. All right, so I think the main one that caught my eye here from Collingwood, and of course this is an absolutely obvious one, mm-hmm. but for me, in salary caps, if you're going to start off with a premium defender, mm-hmm. I'd take Jack Crisp. Yep. I, I wouldn't pay for pay up for Jake Lloyd. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't pay for um, uh, Hooley, obviously, given that I, I just don't think he's going Hooley, to have the scoring. Hooley's the other contender for the falling off a cliff yeah. older defender mm-hmm. award this year. Yeah, no, I agreed. And I wouldn't even pay up for Rory Laird either. I would be paying up for Jack Crisp, though. As things stand, he's probably my D2 mm. predicted for yeah. this year. I reckon he could be great this year. He's, he just looks like he has a great role. He runs through the midfield every now and then to bump his points up, mm-hmm. but when he's in the back line, they still look to distribute the ball through him. He gets a lot of those plus sixes. Yep. Collingwood play a fantasy-friendly style of game as well. Mm-hmm. Everything's pointing in the right direction. And the other thing is consistency just being on the park. I think I, I heard um, the commentary uh, team say that he hadn't missed a game in like three years or something like he's that. Pretty three amazing. or four years. Yeah, Pretty amazing. That is just incredible. That's just you know. Yeah, I I love Crisp. I reckon he's a he's a great guy to start with in salary cap, and I'd be going after him pretty early in drafts as yeah. well. Uh, just to play devil's advocate, mm-hmm. um, John Noble. John Noble. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Backman. Uh, he's played five games last year for the Pies after coming in as a mid-season recruit, and that included two finals. So they obviously rated him because mm-hmm. they kept him in for the finals, and in those games he had. Three scores in the 70s, which yeah. to start your career off as a defender is oh, pretty he looked, decent. He looked super. He looked super. And it looks like over the preseason, he's taken it up another level. Marsh 1, he had 88. Marsh 2, he had 73. And he looked to be a guy that they were trying to get the ball into to use it as a rebound option. Yeah, yeah. So at 400000 in salary cap and a guy who's potentially not going to be on many people's radars in redraft, I think he's a great guy to target it late. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I'd be a little bit concerned that he might in meet yeah might eat into crisp scores a little bit. Yeah, for ke- for keeper leagues as well. Just on uh, <coughs> Noble, I'm very interested to see what effect, if any, um, Noble and Quainer have on each other because mm. surely Isaac Quainer is going to at some stage be pushing up for games, given how early a draft pick he was. Yep. Um, yep. See, I can. See- I think Noble's ahead of him, obviously, at this stage. Yep. But, you know, from a Keeper League point of view, there's a lot of coaches who might have taken Quainer last year yeah. um, and either have dropped him this year because he mm-hmm. hasn't just shown what you think he would have or looked towards cementing a spot in Collingwood's back line by now. So you look into the rookies a lot more than I do. So mm-hmm. from a couple of years ago, Quainer is a good intercept marker, isn't he? Uh, he and he then he's is, a really good distributor. He is, but he's more he's a really good runner as well. So mm-hmm. he's an athletic player and he is a good kick. So he's a distributor. And, of course, they have that in Chris. They have Noble back there. Yeah. Howe is a great so kick I as well. I was just wondering if he could be more of a Howe replacement if he's an intercept type guy. He's, he's not quite up to that not standard. Not that level? No, no right. he's, he's much more of a runner. Um, okay. So he's going to move the ball quite quickly out of the back line. Mm. Um, he, don't get me wrong, he has a very good mark on him and he can intercept, but he's not up to that. He's sort not of a Howe level. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Few are, though. No, God, no. Um, so, yeah, I, I do like Noble. Keeper leagues especially this year because yeah. he, he might be unowned in a lot of leagues heading into top-ups and there's not a lot of value placed on him out there. So you might be able to take him just that little bit Most later. people don't know his name. I didn't know what he looked like until <laughs> this preseason. Um, I think we've got to touch just quickly on Adam Trelaw as well. Mm-hmm. For me, I've seen some people have him slip quite late in drafts if you mm. drafted, obviously, after the injury. 
Uh, minor hamstring injury, two to three weeks from the first week of the uh, the preseason. So it looks like he'll miss the first round um, and come back in the second. They probably won't risk him. Oh, yeah, that makes sense to me. There's, there's a chance he could play, but I just don't think they'll risk him. Why would they him. risk him? Yeah, exactly. Why would they risk him? They've got the whole year ahead. Exactly. So Trelaw almost certainly is missing one game. I don't think that's enough to value a or uh, to cause a massive slide in draft leagues. I had him ranked at fourth this mm-hmm. year in this year's draft. I would be taking him at pick four. If he slips any later than um, pick eight, that's just a travesty for me. Yeah, I guess, again, playing devil's advocate, could it be because it's not about this one particular injury? It's more about a history of hamstring is- issues and soft tissue issues and people being concerned about him being able to pull together the rest of the season. Well, look, he's had a couple of hamstring issues every now and then. And one was a, a particularly forced one as well. If you remember the one from either last year that or the couple of years double ago. double hammy blow. Oh, my God. And that was just a very unnatural position his body was placed mm. in. And he was pushed a little bit as well. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like the Brad Shepard injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just don't think it's enough to warrant that, given what his fantasy output has been over the past few years. Honestly, if he was at pick eight in a draft, I wouldn't hesitate to take him if I had that. I just, I wouldn't. So Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I probably tend to agree with that. I've, I'm I've, just... I've seen some drafts taking him, you know, closer to 15, 16, and I just think whoever's getting him there is getting an absolute bargain. That That is ridiculous. Yeah, no, that that's fair. I'm just, yeah, playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Uh, did you see Dugowie's role as well? Uh, not specifically, no. Uh, Dugowie looked very interesting. He was, It was almost like a Christian Petrarca type thing where um, he was playing mostly through the midfield. I don't know whether that's going to continue. <laughs> I don't think it will continue because just Collingwood, they play with their roles so much. There's a few guys who are set in stone yep. and then there's a lot of other satellite players who are just can play in the forward line, can play in the midfield, defenders who can come into the mm-hmm. midfield. or They've got know. a lot of flankers who can roll through mm-hmm. brief midfield spurts. One of them who did impress me on the weekend was Dacos. Yeah, keeper leagues, yeah. Definitely, yeah, keeper leagues. 21 years old, 73 in March 1 and 100 in March 2. Um, I'm really wary of his role and his whether he's best 22 or not because he's definitely one of those fringe borderline guys. But having said that, he... Marsh 2 was pretty much their full strength. Mm-hmm. And he played, minus Trelaw. Minus Trelaw. But he played really, really well. He did. So, and he played a lot of sort of wing, a bit of half forward, a couple of bursts through the midfield, I think. Mm-hmm. So could he be one of the guys who maybe gets a couple of those Trelaw minutes? Maybe. Early on? Uh, for the first game or so, yeah. I, maybe Because he brings a little bit of something different mm-hmm. to the mix. A little bit wary of the fact that Pendles sat out for like 60% of the game in, mm-hmm. the, in the second one. Um, and Taylor Adams was injured after halftime as well. So, True. Um, and again, just on Taylor Adams, it almost felt like this was a you know fade non-complete. Because this, <laughs> I, I just feel like he was always going to get injured at some stage. I can't trust Taylor Adams' body. I have absolutely no faith in Taylor Adams' body. So, if there's anyone who's scared off from Trelaw's hamstrings, I'd be way more scared of Taylor Adams' entire body. (laughs) Than you would be from anything else. Every year he has something that goes up. Um, I mean, what's he played? Last year, 10 games. 19 games in 2018 was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Uh, He managed a full 22 games in 2017. That's not bad. uh, And only 14 games in 2016. But even when he plays... That is 22 and 19 games. There'd be a lot of games where he's um, sore and there's some sort of little niggle he's working through. He just... I think the way he plays is just... Yeah. I agree. Crash One, and bash. 100%. And, and that's just, unfortunately, the uh, 
um, the way that it goes <clears> sometimes <throat> with those sorts of players, those hard up players. We've had some really uh, lucky ones, like uh, JPK, who plays that same style. Luckily, yep. hasn't got injured. Um, but you can see he started to slow down the last couple of years. Yes, although today, Jesus, what did he put in? 143 or something like that? It was pretty like amazing. That. <laughs> yeah, was Which is bizarre because usually he doesn't rock up till halfway through the season. <laughs> All right, so I think we'll move on to the next uh, next up now. Who's that? Yep. Is that we're looking at uh, Geelong? Essendon. Essendon, of course, yeah. So happy you were so quick to jump to Geelong. You've skipped Essendon and Frio. Yeah, I mean it's pretty obvious that I kind of want to skip Essendon. And Frio. <laughs> no, not Frio actually. Frio have got some really There's interesting little, players. To yeah, look at. they do. Um, so we'll jump into Essendon. Who caught your eye, Matt? Well, before the game today, I would have said Snelling and Langford. Yes. After and... the game today, they both have a bit of a cross through them. Yes. So I kept <laughs> Langford in our Keeper League um, and just I'm... because I was very interested <laughs> to see what he could do in an injury-ravaged Essendon midfield. Yes. Um, he was played up forward a lot in today's game. He did. And... Having said that, his first half was actually really good. And yeah, he was... looked to be a pretty good mover and was scoring a lot in that first half. It was just sort of after half time he really... Dropped away and didn't yeah. do anything. Had, had 94 in the first game. Um, Snelling had 113 in the first game. It's almost like those that game, though, in particular, was very mm. suitable to their style of play. Mm. They're that, you know, in and under, tackling, crash and bash type player. Particularly Langford, who's a really big guy. Snelling's yeah. more that, you know, in and under, yeah. Um, yeah. Pritis style tackler. But, uh, yeah, because of... The you know the rain and the storm that was happening on that's that right. day. That's right. That was the Perth. the big one in Perth, yeah, wasn't the, it? Yeah. That was uh, halted by lightning at yes. certain stages. Um, yeah, I I just think that that was particularly suited to their their style of play, which means that it might be you know a little bit too high to to really rank this game on yep. what they can deliver this year. That's fair. So have you crossed them out entirely, or did they just slip down your rankings? No, they've way? slipped down my rankings. I think Langford still quite a solid option for mm-hmm. considering the horrible forward line options that we have this year. So in drafts, yes. you'd obviously be taking him late, but he's someone that you can maybe pick up as your interchange forward mm-hmm. um, in the hopes that he'll be able to cement a midfield spot or at least improve in a midfield slot while they've got injuries yeah, absolutely. to, to Heppel. Zaharakis was out injured today. Um, yes, for, I actually for did see some game. footage of him with um, ice on his... Um, Quad, I think it was just a bad quirky. Yeah, but... I'm, not, I'm not sure what the outcome of that is, but we know his injury history as well as Aharakis. Yeah. Um, and they've got a lot of youth in the midfield um, and, and a lot of smaller youth as well. So like McGrath and Parrish mm-hmm. and a bit of size around them wouldn't be too bad a thing. And we know Worsfold likes working in you know, those big bodies around the smaller ones. So Langford might get a bit of a go. Yeah. Uh, I think you're being slightly optimistic there. I'm talking myself into it, mate. I need to. I'm, yeah. I'm just... So I was yeah, I was quite keen to see what he did today because, likewise, I thought he could have really taken advantage of the limited preseason a lot of Essendon's midfielders have had is they've mm-hmm. got to come back from injury. Uh, his role today disappoints me a lot. Yeah, it was um, And he's good. dropped a long, long way down my rankings mm-hmm. as a result of that. Um, so and Snelling's done exactly the same thing for me. There's, yeah. I'm just not interested in either of them. From salary cap point of view, obviously no. Yeah. Um, and yeah. from redrafts, like they might be your last pick in a deep, deep league, um, yeah. just to put on the bench or put as an emergency. Someone who did catch my eye today, though, yeah, was Cutler. Cutler, interesting. Mm. Center uh, only in ultimate footy, which is an ideal, but. Didn't play Marsh 1. Marsh 2, he only scored 45, but that was in the first half. Mm. And then he set out the second half. So he scored well at Brisbane when he was given opportunities mm-hmm. there. 
over the last four years. He's gone from an average of 71.5 up to 76, 84, and then 80 last year off only three games, uh, scoring 71, 91, and 73. So he's he's got the ability to to find the ball, win the ball, and score when he's given the chance. I think that they recruited him for a reason, and it looked like he was playing wing today as a bit of a link-up player. Yeah, particularly with Zaharakis when he went out. So I'm quite interested in redrafts to try and sneak in and grab him uh, probably mid to late draft because uh, I think he could be a bit of a uh, bit of a um, sleeper. Yeah, well, if he's available there, you know, very very late, and Zaharakis is injured for a decent period of time, I might be keen. Um, there's another thing about the Bombers at the moment which I want to bring up quickly, mm-hmm. and that's they're just absolute ridiculous amount of half-back flankers and small defenders that they have at the moment. <laughs> and people are getting interested in different ones. Yep. Um, I'm not interested in really any of them. Um, okay. I'm not, not sure how you feel about that. So, so we're talking they have, the, uh... We've got Saad. Yep. We've got Ridley. We've yep. got Redman. We've got Zerk Thatcher. You've got... Um, Zerk, Zerk Gal- Thatcher's a tall defender. Sorry. He's yeah. a key back. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, I mean, he's medium. To, like, he's, he's he was playing a, on Hawkins today. Was he really? Interesting. Mm. Um, and and um, they've got uh, and he Gleason. smashed him as well. Um, yeah, he oh he did very well. He took a lot of inset marks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be very interested to see what he was sort of priced out in fantasy because in salary cap leagues because I reckon he could be a decent option as a rookie price player. Um, but uh, and the other one uh, that I'm forgetting who went home to Ireland, McKenna. McKenna. There we go. So that's what six halfback players yeah. who legitimately could all play in this team. And they, they won't all play. And that, that's the thing. The the two big ones that a lot of people keep mentioning are Ridley and Redmond, and I think they're the first two to drop out of that list. Uh, no, I think Redmond cemented his spot last year, and I think... Really? Yep. I reckon... And, and in a fantasy-friendly role with Saad, McKenna, plus... Um, I think uh, Redmond will be the guy that gets it to those guys to be the outlet. So he'll be the plus six guy that they use to switch it around in the back. And then he'll get it to Saad or McKenna so they can run with it. So I think they can coexist. He Obviously, he won't put up ridiculous scores. Mm-hmm. But as a, a, a D4, D5, I think he'll put up good enough. And Ridley? Uh, Ridley, I he's the one I don't think makes best 22. Yep, agree with that. Um, okay, so they're, they're really the ones that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> the other one just to keep an eye on for draft leagues is uh, Darcy Parrish who had two solid games, uh, where yeah. he had 104 in the first game and he had 84 in the uh, second. Um, Helped with three three goals today? Yes. Um, and it, did he have three goals today? Yeah, it was three goals, three. <laughs> yeah. um, look, obviously that's a little bit... You know, it really he needed the goals to bump that score up. But yeah. as a forward option, because he does have forward status this year, <laughs> he could have that extra bit of value in draft leagues. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, all right, so who are we on to now, Freya? <coughs> Freya. All right, Freya, this, all right. this let's is your just, team. Let's just get this out of the way early, because we've managed to avoid talking about Andy Brayshaw all preseason. <laughs> we'll do it briefly now. 90 in March 1, 118 in March 2, 516k in salary cap, centre forward. Yes, you have to target him. You have to get him. He's going to have a great year. We'll move on, because I'm sick of the hype. Interesting. Salary caps? Uh, I'm not starting him in a salary cap league. Has he he's got me. forward status in salary cap? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, sure he does. Yeah. Um, I would be considering it, yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be it, taking 
Brayshaw in a salary cap league just think, because of the other options that are available. I think it depends how many of those mid prices you're rolling with. Yeah, exactly. So, so if you if you've managed not to roll with too many of them, he's probably a little way behind some of the others. But if you, if you've got as many as I do in my forward line, <laughs> he's one of them. Yeah, I mean, realistically, with some of the other guys there, obviously you've got Hugh Greenwood in the discussion. You've got Devin Smith in there, who's who's an underpriced premium, really. He's He could be worth a little bit more. Christian Petrarch is another one that we're going to talk about a little bit later. And there's just so many of those mid-priced forwards that we could be looking at. And considering the amount of mid-priced defenders that we've got, how many is too many? Uh, given the shite that is our rookie <laughs> options this year... Um, I might be I, playing all mid-prices. I don't think there is too many. <laughs> I've got, I'm going to have no premiums in my team because I can't afford them with the amount of mid-prices. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we'll move on to some of the other Docker players we like because we all know... Like, I love Andrew Brayshaw. He is going yep. to be an absolute gun. Um, some of the other players... Not happy with Blakey, Blakely. No, he didn't even this, make the I mean, second. We had March. big raps on him in the preseason. I'm worried. I'm really worried um, because look, he had a solid game with a 77, and if you've got mm-hmm. defender status, look, that could be a an average game, yeah, and you'd that's, be that's, that's good enough to start uh, the season. Okay with, with that. Um, he wasn't included in the second game. That sells. That's just I'm worried. I know. thought he was a surefire, like majority inside mid-roll this year. 100%. I I had no doubt in my mind that that was going to happen. But just some other people have popped up. They've used, you know, Sarong in there every now and then. Mm -hmm. um, Has been popping up for some center clearances. Obviously, Brayshaw's in there. Chera's in there. Fife's still in there. Um, And he's taking up a lot of center bounces, despite the fact that they said he was going to um, spend more time forward this year in a few press releases earlier in the preseason. Yep. Um, they've even had like you know uh, Brett Bewley running through there a little bit. Darcy Tucker goes in and around every now and then. Even T- Tucker looked very good on the Tucker weekend. Tucker did look very good, and he's was got it ninety four? You scored? Yeah, ninety three. He's got forward status in um, mm. in Ultimate Footy as well. So he's not a salary cap guy, no, but in not. draft leagues with the shit storm of a forward <laughs> line this year, not a bad late option. Yeah, I agree because he's got he's got no name value really, Darcy Tucker. So people yeah. aren't going to be targeting him. Um, another one is uh, Stephen Hill going out uh, because again another injury to Stephen Hill. His quads are like made of paper mache. Yeah, it's it's really wet sad. paper mache. <laughs> um, that could you know open up the door again for Blakely to come in, but that worries me as well because what if they play him in that halfback role where he has no ability to score? Yeah, oh, he has scored well in halfback in the past, but I think that was before um, Luke Ryan really came in and cemented that spot. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Hayden Young... It, it was disappointing that he couldn't get a game this preseason. No, I know he's carrying a couple of things. I think he's things. got a slight slight injury. I, I, I don't think he's round one. I don't think he debuts. I think he will be early, though, within the first four or five rounds. Yeah, and in keeper leagues, don't let him slide in top-up drafts either. He's going no. to be a very no. good fantasy defender. Don't overhype this one preseason and take some other guys way earlier than Hayden Young just because you've seen them play a couple of times. Agreed. We know what he's done at underage level. Agreed. Um, anyone else you spotted that you like? Um, only played in uh, March 1, but I really liked Aker's role before he injured himself yeah, in between geez. the games. That was I was all and over that. And yeah, it's really injury. unclear how long he's going to miss still. Yeah. I've heard different reports on that. So... In redraft, he falls way, 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 way back. He really does. Because he could potentially miss... One of the reports I heard is he could miss 
pretty much a third of the season, if mm. not more. Uh, in keepers, I think if he's unowned, I'd still potentially be looking at him. Um, but he's probably going to lose forward status. Yeah, so it's, he it might this, even be it was this year then. or bust. I, bust, I would think. And if he's yeah. missing some time, then it's not good for a, um, a draft league pickup. So yeah. it's, it's a wait and watch there. And the same with Aish. Aish was it was disappointing that he. Um, yeah, I think it was just soreness that he missed with for round oh, two, good. Good. Uh, Marsh two. But he put up what a hundred in Marsh one. Yeah. I'm still quite keen on him this year. More so in redraft than mm-hmm. salary cap, but it will be interesting to see what role yeah. they give him. I had two rookies that I wanted to keep an eye on <clears> here, and that was Caleb Sarong and Sam Sturt from a mm-hmm. salary cap point of view as well. Yeah, um, cross, cross, yeah, cross it, it sucks because, again, Sam Sturt's 170k forward. That could have been really handy, but... He's not going to get enough of the ball. Uh, he's not going to get enough of the ball. I don't even know if he'll play. And Caleb Sarong is... I think he's going to play small forward. Yeah, I maybe look, a bit of half forward. If he was a 170k rookie, I mm. wouldn't mind it if he could make up that extra bit. But he's closer to 250, and yeah. it's not worth missing out on that extra 80k somewhere else. Yeah, if you can find someone else that you think is going to play, <clears throat> then yeah, I'm happy um, moving on from. Sarong. Yeah, I, I would be moving on from that. So. Someone from a keeper perspective, mm-hmm. Toby Watson didn't score great. But I really liked what I saw from him. He looked like he had composure. He read the ball well, got his hands dirty. Uh, I think he only scored 50-odd in both games. So he's a long-term speculative guy. And I wouldn't even be going after him this year. But put him on your watch list to keep an eye on in future years. Yeah, uh, he's, I, he's not someone I'm focused on given Fremantle's halfback stocks that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but look, you know, see what happens. He's Like you say, he's not someone you would never think of picking him up this year. Yeah, no, but... I'm not drafting him. I'm just leaving him on the waivers. But I'm keeping half an eye on his waffle form. Yeah, I like it. Good call. Shall we move on to Geelong? One more guy. Oh, it's Fremantle. We've got to name all the players. <laughs> Rory Lobb. Absolutely mm. smashed it in Marsh 1 with 130 points when he went into the ruck for yep. the second half. Marsh 2 scored 79, didn't only rucked a, a little bit while Darcy was off injured. Darcy has not looked fully fit this preseason and has a history of injury. Darcy's never looked fully fit. He had like one six or seven game run where he yeah. looked really, really yeah. good and then he's just had a spate of injuries yeah. since. So all I'm going to say is if you are drafting Darcy as your ruck in redraft this year, mm-hmm. you have to get Rory Lobb as a handcuff yeah. because his ability to score when he's in the ruck is great. Agreed. Agreed. Um, all right, we'll move on to Geelong, shall yep, we? Yep, all good. All right, so uh, the Cats, who did they take on? They took on the uh, the Bombers in the, uh, obviously, the game today. Mm-hmm. And in the first week, did they take on the Cats? They got uh, smashed by Gold Coast. That was it, yeah. <laughs> that was an amusing game to watch. I've put it out of my head because that was horrifying. So, um, well, yeah. you got to see Gold Coast actually do something. <laughs> it was great. I mean, that was cool, but it's not good for some of the fantasy guys because Geelong does have a lot of fantasy. Guys, oh, they got some fantasy from, guys from draft and keeper league point of view. Yeah, they got some fantasy guys. <laughs> um, obviously, that first game they were missing a couple of players. You know, you know what it probably is? It's just the fact that in our home league, one guy's got all of them, so I don't even <laughs> think about them. Uh, shout out to Scott, good on you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you're keeping the dream alive for Geelong. Um, all right, so yeah, there's really not much that caught my eye from Geelong this preseason. Is there anyone that really stood up and cemented themselves in your, um, uh, in your head? Yes. 
Not from a salary cap perspective, though. No, no, there's, there's no... Very, there's very few of these guys that I'm actually looking at from a salary cap perspective, but Quinton Narkel, I really liked what I saw from him from okay. a redraft, mm-hmm. and more specifically from a keeper perspective, because yep. he's still young. Uh, so he came in into the team in late 2019, held his spot for the first final. In those games, he had scores of 93 and 111. Yep. In the preseason, Marshall won, he got 99. Mm-hmm. Today, he got 86. I think he's probably... There's been a lot of talk about that I've heard um, through Twitter about when's Constable getting a game. Mm. Um, Some of those other young guys that they've got in their team, the young mids that are supposed to be coming through. I think they've actually got Narkle ahead of a lot of them at the moment. Yeah. And he looks really good when he gets the ball. He's got power. He's got speed. Uses it well. I'm a fan. Yeah, I'd be interested to see if he can cement a a solid fantasy-friendly role because once Duncan comes back, Mm -hmm. once you've got danger in there, obviously I I think Menegola, once he gets himself right, will get some time in the midfield. Not much, but some time. I reckon Menegola's done. Completely. From a fantasy perspective, yep. Well, no, don't don't get me wrong. I wouldn't be picking Menegola, but he'll... you know, he'll take some midfield time off of someone. He'll take a little bit, but Menegola... I could definitely see them because their midfield is so old as well. They there have are, to yeah. start transitioning it. Yeah. So again, this is a which is the whole argument only possibility. This is not a redraft. Yeah, I don't think he yeah, scores no, well I... enough in drafts for this year. But from a keeper league point of view, I like it. Yeah. I, I do. I really like it. Um, okay. Some of the other players. Look again. Obviously, we know what Dangerfield will contribute. He's a top twenty player. Still, you've got to be mm-hmm. taking him. You know, I would say between. Yeah, 15 to maybe closer to around about 20 in your draft, somewhere around about there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, given some of the other midfield options you could take ahead of him, like Brad and Matt Crouch. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so, but like you say, a lot of them are aging. So there'd be some guys you could probably take quite late in draft leagues this year, like mm-hmm. Joel Selwood, who might pick his average up from last year, which was only about 80. I, I could even see a world where Selwood isn't drafted, depending how mm. deep your. Selwood on the waiver wires. That's yeah. Depending how deep your draft goes, I Mm. could see a world where he's not drafted because he had a rubbish year last year from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, a lot lot of injuries and that sort of thing. Um, Just another one to keep an eye on. I know he's a midfielder only this year, so again, this is a Mm -hmm. keeper league point of view. But Jordan Clark is going to be an absolute gun (laughs) if he's unowned in your keeper league. Go out and get him. He is a top line player. He is going to be very, very good. So you want him in your keeper team. Agreed. Uh, But again, you're probably going to have to stash him for a year or two because this year he's he's useless with midfielder status only. If he gets defender status back, which he should, because that is his best position to play. I feel off halfback. Um, Yeah. Look, he will be a very, very good defender in years to come. Yeah, I can't argue with any of that. No. Um, Jack Stephen looked very good today. He looked okay, yeah. I, I wasn't super sold on it. He, he, his kicking was off. Look, He, he I, won a lot of the ball. Yeah, he did. And I wouldn't be taking him too early in draft leagues. I've seen some people, you know, bumping him up quite a bit. But you do know he has forward status, right? Yes, I, yeah, don't get me wrong, I do. But I've seen some people taking him in the late 30s. And oh, no, that's too early. Too that's early too early, yeah. We're talking like, I, I reckon, the sixth round. Yeah, I, I think fifth or sixth round. Yeah, fifth or sixth round. I think that's a good time that you can do that. Um, shall we move on to Gold Coast? Why not? Yeah, all right, Gold Coast. <laughs> like you said, smashed Geelong in the preseason, so clearly they are going to have a very good year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they start, they start strong. 
They do, uh, and they always and they always like last season. I think they won two or three games. I think and then they, they won three of their first four, and then they didn't win a game for the rest of the season. Mm. Or they they won one game for the rest of the season. That was just atrocious. Um, <laughs> so, so All right. the no brainers. Yep. Rao, yes. Yep. Anderson, yes. He'll be a slow burn though. Uh, so Raul, salary, salary cap. cap, you need to keep him. Anderson, you can pick him up in salary yeah. cap if you've got the coin to do it because yeah. he's guaranteed to play games while he's fit. Yeah. He'll be a slow burn. He's not going to score heaps, but i got nothing against starting him. No, agreed. Um, if Jeremy Sharp gets a game, he's oh, straight in your salary yes. cap league. 100%. So he, he's probably the guy that I've taken the most out of from Gold Coast's preseason because he, he only played score. two halves. He So they, I think it was the second half of both games. Yep. And he scored 43 in Marsh 1 with three shots on goal in a half mm-hmm. and then 60 in Marsh 2. He's only 218,000 in salary cap. If he's named round 1, oh, straight I'm, in. Yeah, well, no question. Well, he's 170k. I, I think most of those sorts of players if they're named in round 218K. 1. 218k. He's 280. Oh, yeah. They remember they drafted up to get him at the Yes, they did. Yes, you're So right. they obviously rate him. He mm-hmm. can find the ball. He gets into the right spots. I, I did watch the first game against Geelong, and his shots on goal were... He just snuck into the right spot, and nobody followed him. Yep. Nobody was paying attention to him. Mm-hmm. He just knows how to football. Yeah, he does. He really does know how to football. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's another great draft option that they picked up. We didn't see Ned Flanders this season, so or this preseason. What's his real name? His name Sam? is Sam. Sam, Sam Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> but he will be forever known as Ned Flanders. Yeah. Uh, so, we unfortunately didn't see him, but he could come in at some stage this year and possibly be a rookie downgrade option. Yeah, hopefully um, mid-season. From all right, so from draft and keeper league point of view, uh, mm-hmm. and I guess salary cap point of view as well, uh, Hugh Greenwood, tick 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 tick. Yeah, look, he didn't do as well in the second um, game. Uh, I think he had the sixty six, but look, uh, he's playing I'm the right board. role. I don't care. He's cheap enough. He's going to make some cash, and he's going to score very solidly. I'm one hundred percent down with that. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Darcy McPherson. Yeah. What an absolute beast. Top scored in both games, 131 in the first and 117 in the second. The guy's a gun. I, I actually don't even know what he looks like. Yeah, he's another <laughs> one that I don't know what he looks like. I, I mean, look, I don't like taking Gold Coast guys early in drafts, but you've got to bump this guy up in your draft lists. Yep. He's going to be one of the better forwards by the look of it. I mean, yeah. obviously it depends what kind of steps Gold Coast can take to move forward, but... Look, I think you just got to take, go out on a limb and uh, take a chance on this guy, you know? Yeah, great. I can't argue with any of that. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know where to value him, though. Like, where, where would you draft yeah, him? Yeah, I'm really wary that he'll just do a Gold Coast and fall away after a Would you a draft of him weeks? ahead of Jack Stephen? I would. In redraft? I would in a redraft, yeah. Oh, geez. I'd be very tempted to. I would. Yeah, no question. I, I, I think especially with the injury history or more likely the mm. fitness history of um, uh, Jack. I'd be, uh, I'd be... Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. I'll leave that with you. Think about it. You, you just uh, meditate on that for a little while. Um, no, you know what? I'm probably taking <laughs> McPherson yeah, that's because my Stephen, I'm worried that the name value is influencing me. Yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. Um, another one that took my eye, and this is one of my boys, so you can feel free to quash this all you want. We're talking uh, Fiorini? No, no, actually, that's that's one I'll talk about just quickly oh, afterwards. Um, <laughs> ben Ainsworth. Ah, your other um, boy. My other boy. Uh, 107 in the first game uh, against a obviously depleted uh, Geelong and 77 in the second. Uh, not a salary cap guy, but for redraft, he could possibly be that last pick in your forward line that could come on this year. He has no, he, or he has 
very little name value in draft leagues at the moment. Um, keeper leagues, I think you should be all over him. Um, I, I just think he's going to be a very good player. And with forward status, hopefully this is the year that he breaks out. Uh, yes, I was checking my phone, so I stopped listening. <laughs> you just stopped listening when I start talking about my Gold Coast boys. All right, I'm yeah. going to talk about one more, Braden Fiorini. All right, I'll check some more messages. I'm afraid. I'm genuinely afraid. <laughs> Can you, are you oh, really? All right, I'll, I'm back. I'm All back. Right. Um, I was not happy with the role he was playing in the second one. So he didn't That's play the right. first I game. I did see you uh, send a message out about that. Yeah, he, he did not play in the first game, and that was just because they were resting him, essentially. Yeah. Um, the second game he came back, he was ambling around in the back line for a lot of that game. He was just kind of, you know, Dane Swan-style running in the back line, but going nowhere near the ball. I... That, yeah, that is worrying. Yeah, if he's playing that sort of role, if, if they're entrusting him with a more defensive role... That's not where he makes his points. He so, makes his points going after the ball in contest. Oh, he, he's, a, he's a ball hunter. He's a he, ball winner inside the contest. Exactly. So. And he's good outside. Don't get me wrong. He runs and spreads very well. Mm-hmm. And he can get plus sixes that way. I mean, we saw what he did uh, yeah, for yeah, most absolutely. of the year last year. But if he's playing that shitty role... <laughs> I, it's a, uh, a role change that doesn't make a lot of sense to me intuitively either because he's not a great distributor. No, I'm purely thinking that he was just give, given some game time to get fitness back up. And obviously, um, Stewie Jew played a lot of the young guys in the midfield. Mm. I don't think they're going to be doing that all the time during the season because they'll want to win some sense, games. Yeah. So maybe they just, you know, oh God, expose... Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they, want, they wanted to expose the youngsters and just say, Fiorini, get on the park, get some, you know, Ks in your legs. <laughs> so you reckon he was just doing laps in the defence? I reckon he might have been doing some laps in the defence. <laughs> he's basically, he's doing competitive laps. That's all he was doing. Oh, just God. running around every now and again, waving an arm, trying to spoil the ball when it goes past. <laughs> all right, is there anyone else from Gold Coast that you want to bring up? Uh, no, I tuned out a while ago. I know you did. All right, we'll go on to GWS. That'll pike your interest right there. GWS, obviously one of the, the more fantasy-friendly teams in the competition. They're up there yep. with, uh, with Collingwood and the Bulldogs. Uh, what caught your eye, Matt? Uh, so obviously the the um, elephant in the room is who takes Timmy T's minutes. Yeah, obviously sad. We, we, it happened a couple of weeks ago. Horrible for people who drafted early. And this is again, yeah. if in a perfect world, we know that you can't possibly, you know, some people's uh, calendars or schedules don't allow for drafts to be taken right on the last week uh, before the season starts. Mm-hmm. But you really need to try and get your draft set up for then because these sorts of things can happen in the preseason. They can happen in training. And you don't want to have drafted Tim Taranto at around about pick 12 and then find out he's missing half the season. Yeah. It's it, just it pretty much destroys your, your whole really campaign. Does. So condolences to coaches out there who did. <laughs> he was probably your second pick and now he's... I reckon he would have been a lot of people's first pick. He could have. If you're in a 12 team league he could very well have been your first pick and then on the turn taken someone else but mm. look hopefully you did well with the rest of your team and you can make up for it but like you say we've got to talk about who's going to take his minutes yep um, and we'll Cog- do this quickly because a lot of other podcasts have already covered yeah. off right. right for me Cogs takes more time in the midfield and less time up forward to Agreed. make up for that to give them some experience in there I think that makes up a lot of it Jacob Hopper I think was already going to spend a lot of mm-hmm. time in the middle and now is just going to spend even more. Yep. I, I, I don't know that there's going to be that much of a bump in Hopper's minutes. I, he had, considering how injury-ravaged their midfield was last year, I think Hopper pretty much plateaus from what he was doing last yeah, year. I'm, I'm pretty sure Hopper's about where he's going to be. I think he's yep. going to average almost dead on 100 for the year. I yeah, think I'd that's what so. he's going to do. Cogs, like I say, that's the real big one for me. His mm-hmm. um, fantasy relevance skyrockets because of that. Yep. 
And he, we know he has an amazing ceiling. Yeah. So. And then they'll make it up with others. Like So mm-hmm. Green will roll through, Williams will roll through when he comes back in. That's that'll, There won't be that massive a jump for anyone else. The, the one who will take his spot in the team, mm-hmm. as a rookie point of view for me, with all the options they've got, Haley. Yeah, Jackson I agree. Haley. I agree. He looked really good inside, outside. He had 85 in the uh, first game against the Swans. And what did he have? He had uh, 94. 94 in the second game against the Tigers. Yeah. Hit the hit the um, <coughs> the scoreboard both times. 25 touches in the first game, 29 in the second game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think he's the, the first go at getting those extra minutes yeah, from a, a person outside of the team or on the mm-hmm. borderline of the team. I think he's ahead of Caldwell at the moment in terms of yep. where they were both drafted in the same year. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Tom Green, yeah, obviously, he's, Green. He's, he's going to be an absolute gun, mm-hmm. but he's Haitley's ahead of Green at this stage. If it came down to a 50-50, they're choosing Haitley. Yeah, so, he's got a few more runs on the board. Uh, um, and I think Haitley, too, is he plays a little bit of a Tim Taranto-type role. He does. Where he's primarily mix. an inside mm-hmm. mid. He's got a bit of outside in his game. He can sneak forward. So I think he's quite a good sort of like-for-like replacement. Very, very good like-for-like replacement, 100%. Um, interestingly, I checked today, he's... Only owned in 73% of Ultimate Footy Leagues. Yeah, so, I would say that would be 100% of Keeper Leagues. And yeah. look, I, I, Again, I get... It depends how deep the redrafts go, mm-hmm. but I'd definitely be taking a bit of a speculative flyer on him if he wasn't already owned. Yeah, I get the weariness, or the weariness behind not drafting him in a redraft because you're not sure if he will play every game. Hmm. Um, and I get that. You could possibly, depending on the depth of your league, leave him to the waiver wire. Yeah, But realistically, your last couple of picks are probably speculative ones anyway. Agreed. So grab him so he's not available on the waiver wire. And if he doesn't play out the way we're expecting, you just switch him out for someone else. Yep. Um, okay, anyone else you uh, you really like the look of? Any other guns? I mean, obviously, Tom Green, if he's playing round one, I'll have him in my salary cap team because he'll score very, very solidly. Agreed. Do you think Ash makes the team round I one? I think Ash... May make the team round. I think one. he's he actually looked, ahead of Green. Very, very good. Mm. And it's just in His terms roles. of being ahead of Green, it's the role thing. So yeah. Ash plays a very, very good role for that in that back line. He is mm-hmm. the guy that they. He may only get it, you know, ten or twelve times a game, but what he does with it those ten or twelve times is very, very good. Absolutely. So um, the only other guy, uh, two guys actually. <laughs> what I've seen, I'm all aboard the Sam Jacobs for R2 train. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, he'll fill the role well. Yeah, he'll make agreed. some money. Then you can ditch him and get someone better. He's my rock too at the moment, no yeah, question. Same. Um, I feel we have to talk about Isaac Cummings' scores. Look, I don't want to because I... I He's not best 22. No, I, I think he may play the first few rounds, but he will be squeezed out, I think. I, I, yeah, just, I, I don't even know if he plays the first few rounds, but I think this preseason he may have elevated himself to next cab off the rank sort of yeah, status. Maybe. So, so he'll be in that... Best 25 or 26 now, yeah. maybe. Well, they've got, obviously, Shaw, who will be playing. Williams yep. will come back at some stage. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll have to choose between Ash They'll have to choose and um, uh, and Cumming at some stage. Because, yep. um, obviously, you've got guys like Perryman back there as well. Adam Kennedy, who plays back there. Nick yep. Haynes, who's always going to play every single week. Core and uh, Davis are taking up the two key position spots. Yep. There's... Yep. There's a limited number of places yeah. that he can fill. Yeah, so I, I agree. I don't think he plays round one. I don't think he's best 22. But the fact that he scored 83 and 101 in his two games, mm-hmm. and he's only 314k in salary cap, if and when he does get a game, because I think if and when injuries strike, he'll be one of the first guys they look at, Yep, there'll be a bit of value there, I think. Agreed. All right, shall we look at uh, Hawthorne? 
Let's do it. All right, so the Hawks. Um, obviously the big one, and we'll just touch on this quickly. My man, he's back. I love it. You've got another year of dealing with this. Tom Mitchell, just get him in your team. Yeah. He's a gun. Um, yeah. and he, he, he's good to go. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind the idea of drafting him early, mm-hmm. but I've seen people taking him at pick three. No, uh, back end of first round. Back end of first round for me. So closer to pick eight, nine, or ten. That's that's where I reckon you should Agreed. be taking Because he looks good. Looks like he's he's moving well. He's winning the ball, doing titch things. But he's he's coming back off a broken leg. Mm-hmm. At some point, he might slow down, and he's he's not going to be the same as he was before he broke his leg. Yeah, it'll take him a year or so to build confidence back in and all of that stuff. I think it will too. Uh, James Sicily came back from the All Stars and scored one hundred and nine. I don't like this. This means this means we have to consider James Sicily. You have to consider James Sicily. He's on my no list. Oh, he's on your never again he's list? He's on my never okay, again well, list. I, just, I don't trust Sicily. No, I don't. I, it's not that I don't trust Sicily. I don't trust Alex to, Alistair Clarkson. And, I don't trust Sicily either. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you not trust him not to punch someone in the face and get suspended? Yes, oh, that's okay, it exactly. <laughs> I don't trust him not to get suspended. Yeah, that's a fair call. That's a fair call. Um, John Segler, from a uh, redraft point of view. Uh, not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. 92 uh, in the second game, and what did he have in the he first game? He was pretty game? average yeah. in the first game, and that was uh, the one yeah. where McAvoy wasn't playing. So, uh, yeah. And he still had 26 touches, twenty-six hit-outs in that yeah. first game. He only had... Um, was it 50 or 60-something? Yeah, three, he had three kicks, eight handballs, no marks, one tackle, and 26 so that, That's why I'm kind of a little... Yeah, like, mm. I think he'll be... Two, yeah, two, rock, okay. two rock leagues. Yes, two rock deep, leagues. Deep, deep... Uh, uh, one year redraft mm-hmm. leagues don't mind John Segler yeah yeah. Um, I don't, don't yeah. think I had too many others from Hawthorne because we know what their what, um, get. what their stars are going to do we know what the you know the average guys are going to do some of the guys that you might need to take at the back end of your draft people like you know, Ricky Henderson or you know Henderson I do have down to talk about mm-hmm. because he averaged 96.6 last year so if you're drafting off those boards where they're ranked from last year's averages Be he'll careful. sit very high and you might get suckered in. I think he's the guy who's probably going to suffer with Titch coming back in. Agreed. Yep. So I think there'll be not. It won't be a direct role replacement, but it'll be a flow-on effect. Titch mm-hmm. comes back in. Someone else gets a few less minutes. Someone else moves to the wing. Henderson gets a few less minutes. Yeah, flow-on. He only yeah. scored sixty-nine in the first marsh. Didn't play the second. He won't go ninety-six again. So no, I just. Bible week. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, let's move on to uh, Melbourne, shall we? Unless you had anyone else that you really wanted to talk about. Not, not really. All right, so the first game was uh, Melbourne took on Adelaide, and then the second they took on the Hawks. Um, for me, I mean, the, the obvious one, and we have to make a decision, I think, you and me, uh, Christian Petrarca. Are, are we buying? I'm buying. Are, 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 we, I'm, are I'm, we drinking the Kool-Aid? I think I have to drink the Kool-Aid because... You have to. You own him in your I own him league. in a keeper league. Um, I own a lot of guys that I really have to drink the Kool-Aid for this year. You <laughs> do. I've got to be an optimistic coach this year. Um, but Christian and it's Petra- so not how you tend to view your players. <laughs> no, either. I have a very negative outlook with things like tags, and I'm always looking for the, uh, you know, what what if, what bad could happen. Yeah. I have to look for the positive <laughs> things this year, and it hurts. Um, okay, Christian Petrarca. 78 in the second game, not great. 145 in the first, amazing. He was playing midfield minutes both times, which was the big thing. Even if he scores... That's the thing. Even if he doesn't go particularly well, he was in the midfield for the entire game, every game. And he's got forward status. So he can get those 
minutes and those points for your forward line. He's 563,000 in salary cap. Mm-hmm. Averaged 75.9 last year. If he's playing midfield, he's definitely bettering that average. So yeah. he's making money. So He's in my team. He's in my salary cap team at the moment. Yeah, same. I'm um, not, not happy about it, <laughs> no, but he is. but he's there. So I'm, I'm sipping the Kool-Aid. Yeah, if, he's probably one of those first guys that you're going, right, I'm seeing what he does in round one. He's in my team, and then I'm going to ditch him. Yeah, if, if they move him back out now, of that role... You, get, you ditch him. You drop not. it like a top because it's not going to be good yeah. when he's playing forward. Um, okay. no, so for me, it's going to be interesting. So if he's if he does have this midfield role, mm-hmm. what is the impact on Oliver, Brayshaw, Harms and Viney? I think we've already seen Harms playing a bit more off halfback. Harms, Harms plays off halfback and I think that's really good for um, drafts or keeper leagues especially that have um, DPP changes. Yep, absolutely. Um, Oliver, I don't think it has much of an effect on. He's a ball hunter. He's a magnet. He's going to do well regardless. Mm-hmm. It might Likewise, affect, Viney, yeah, I think. I mean, Viney, I wouldn't be rating him super high anyway. We know he can be quite inconsistent. Yeah, he has had that foot issue that he's been dealing with for years, though. So, And the word is that he's kind of over that and he's good to go. So he might get a bit of a bump in points. 114 in the second game and what in the first game? 110 for Jack Viney. So he had a bloody good preseason. Yeah. Um, Brayshaw is the one that I think it may impact on a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so we, I was, we had high hopes he would come back strong. I was really keen he'd be able to come back strong. But if Petrarca's getting bulk midfield minutes, Brayshaw may be the one who suffers a bit. Mm-hmm. And the bounce back may not be as great as we were hoping. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how it's going to go down there. But we'll see what happens. I think it's a wait and see there. Uh, because I, I couldn't tell you for the life of me how it's going to work. No. There's another guy that could be taking time away from... You know, obviously, we've talked about Brayshaw going from the outside on the wing back into the inside. Mm. But the guy who's replaced him on the wing, Adam Tomlinson, is looking like an absolute gun. Oh, yeah. Tomlin, both Tomlinson and Langdon, actually, I've really liked what they've done yeah. this preseason. Yeah. I think they're awesome gets for Melbourne. Keep an eye out for them in your draft leagues because yep. they could be very, very handy. Um, particularly Tomlinson for me. He played a really good Apparently, he said role. a PB for um, most touches he's ever had in a... AFL game. Well, what did he do? He had it. So in the first game, he had 77. In the second game, he had, oh, I think it was 134. Smashed it. He had 32 touches mm. in that second game, So, which is absolutely outstanding. Um, okay, so look, some of the other guys, there, there's some youngsters that sort of showed a little bit. Um, I think it's Tom Bedford looked okay, but again, he only played 32% game time. No. He came on, kicked a nice goal. No. I, he's not playing the start of the season for me. Max Gorn, obviously, was sort of nursed through the games. I think I think you, he'll be good to start the season. Yeah, from draft leagues, yes, but again, I'm not starting him in salary cap leagues. No, I think, give him a couple of weeks, because he may start a little slow, lose a bit of cash. Yeah. What do you think about Grundy? Do, would you? Uh, I've I've got him obviously in my st- uh, salary cap mm-hmm. league at the moment, Same. but I've seen a lot of word saying that you could potentially start without Grundy to make some money because mm-hmm. you know what's the upside where he's not making any more points, and yeah. it, I don't think he's going up, and he could very well fall. He could have one bad game and fall mm. a lot in cash. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess I don't know. Rux, I've always been of the opinion in salary cap that I want them to be set and forget. I love a set and forget. If Rux. I can, if I can manage it, I mm-hmm. like them to be set and forget, so I don't have to worry about them. Yeah. This year, with the mid-price madness that's happening, that's not. I'm finding it's not really doable. So, I think it's just a roll of the dice. If you mm-hmm. think there's a chance that you can pick him up cheaper soon, I wouldn't be waiting too too long. 
um, because in the meantime, particularly if you're going for overall rankings, you're going to be missing. You're going to be falling a long way behind. Mm-hmm. But if you think he will drop within the first month or so, and you can grab him cheaply, go for it because yeah. the, the cash will be useful elsewhere. No, but it's that, that real roll of the dice. Yeah, I'm not sure if I have the balls to do it. No, no, I, I don't think I quite have the balls to do that either. I think I'm going to take Grundy and just say, look, send and forget, leave it at that. Mm. Um, okay, so look. I, I don't really want to touch too much more on the demons because I, there's not much more for me mm-hmm. there. Um, I, we know what we're going to get from guys, obviously, like um, Oliver. Yeah. Um, we know what we're going to get from, uh, you know, they, they really have a, a really high they, tier and then the options fall off for the demons. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so we'll move on to, uh, to North. Um, yes. Can we skip this? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, there's... Let, let, let's go through a couple of them. Um, did right, you, you have... go first. <laughs> um, well, uh, I mean, the <laughs> I have to bring this up because I was a massive proponent for him two years ago, mm-hmm. maybe even three years ago. <laughs> um, uh, pubic overload for, um, for Luke Davis <laughs> Udiaki. Um, he's scratched from my keeper list, <laughs> watch list permanently now. I mean... He's, He's just gone. had no luck whatsoever. Dead to you. Yeah, dead, dead to me, unfortunately. Um, yep. I, I like the look of Jai Simkin uh, in this preseason. Yeah, so there's probably five young up-and-coming North players who I did a quick little look at today to see how they went through the Marsh series. Mm-hmm. Simkin's the only one who passed the uh, the numbers test. Yeah. I So, Bonner, mm-hmm. a lot of talk about him this preseason. No. 71 and 11? Mm. No. Not a, um, not a chance. And he's owned in 54% of Ultimate Footy Leagues. Yeah, a lot of um, hype there. And 11.8% of salary cap teams. Uh, yeah, just... Scratch him in both. Just because of the price. Look, if he's playing in round one, he's in my salary cap team. But no, scratched. I, I, I just... We need rookie price players. And he's rookie price. Oh, 333,000. Yeah, I think you can do better. Yeah, I guess. Ugh, there's not um, much out there. Taron Thomas, 68 and 46. Scratched. Not this year. Uh, Paul Hearn, 65 and 56, scratched. Mm-hmm. Cam Zerha, 63 and 37, scratched. Yeah. Jai Simkin, 76 and 75. Um, Interesting. Only one who's really worth looking at, yeah. I think. Yeah, so so keep an eye on him in keeper leagues if he is unowned. Um, look, I don't think he's worth it in redraft league, even no. for your last pick. No. Um, and obviously not in salary cap, he's priced too high. So, yep, he's um, worth uh, 496000 in salary cap, too much. Yeah. Uh, Tristan Zeri, I think that's how you pronounce Cherry. it. Cherry. Cherry, there we go. Cherry. Um, uh, Tristan Cherry. Uh, no. He looked, he looked really good in that first game. He did, yeah. Um, if you've got Goldie in redraft, I don't mind him as a handcuff. Yeah. Uh, because he looks like he's the successor, and he'll be the guy that will come in if Goldie goes down injured. But he, I don't see him getting games otherwise. No, I, I feel like if Goldie's playing, Cherry won't be playing because they, they've got Ben Brown. If it's up in the forward line for him to do a little bit yep. of rucking, and they've got um, Magic Door down back who does a little bit of rucking when it's in the back line. Yep, agree. Um, so and, I, and Goldie's whole thing is he's like a ninety-five percent game time guy. Yeah, exactly. So, or some ridiculous number. <laughs> no, so I'm going to uh, strike a line through that completely. So, yep. I think we'll move on to the next team, shall yeah. we? Yeah, the only other guy I just want to mention, not because I'm considering him in any um, league or format at all, but yeah. I've just been really impressed with Jed Anderson in terms of the pure AFL way he's playing. Yeah. He's like a little wrecking ball. No, he's a, he's a he's really a, good player to watch, he's such he? a good guy to watch. But don't but, get fooled by that from a fantasy point of view, whatever no, you do. Agreed. Um, so, who have we got up next? Richmond? 
Uh, Richmond or Port? Uh, Port. No, Port. you're right. Port. Um, so, um, Port Adelaide, there's a lot of interest here. The, the main one, obviously, Dan Houston started. Start him yep. in every league you possibly can. He's uh, the hype man. He, oh, he, he's, he's a hype man for a reason. He's going to be an absolute gun this year. <laughs> he really is. is. Um, we <clears> talked <throat> about it a couple of weeks ago, just saying that if you own him in a keeper league and you don't think you're competing... Sell him high to someone who can, can realistically compete. Get so much value out of him this year because he is. Go- yeah, you can get all the value this year. You obviously don't think you're going to compete. So what's the so extra value? So would you be trading you him now before the season starts, yes. or are you holding for a couple of weeks and hoping he smashes it? I would trade now. Trade now because the hype is still there. He's yep. had a good preseason, and just in case something happens, you know, I think this Agreed. this is the safe point to do it. Yeah, agree, hundred percent. Um, okay, so uh, some of the other poor players to have a look at. Rosie's been one that's been talked up quite a bit. I'm I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on Rosie. Mm, interesting. I'm not on Rosie this year. So mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, he is valuable in redrafts because he's a forward who can score potentially quite well. Yep. I just think he's too overpriced at the moment for what he can bring he on the upside. 539000 So, he's, so he's, he's a bit more than some of those other... He's about the same price as Petrarca. Actually, and I would prefer Petrarca. He's 24K, 24K less than Petrarca. Is he? I'm still taking Petrarca over Rosie. Yeah, I don't know. Yes, I probably am as well. I actually have both at the moment, I think. Interesting. So you've got Greenwood as well, or have you... Yeah, I do. I have so many prices. <laughs> I really need to look at my team this week. It's, it's not looking good. It's not moment. well balanced. Um, yeah, I just... He scored 91 in Marsh 1. He scored 64 in Marsh 2. It's not as good, um, acknowledging that. But apparently he's been smashing it in all the intra-clubs, all the the, um, the under-23 game they had against oh, he's a bloody Adelaide. Gun. He's been yeah. smashing it. And just the talent and the speed and the touch that he's got... I can see the scenario where he is the Clayton Oliver or the Tim Taranto of 2020, the second-year guy who actually blows it out of the water. Yeah, there, there's normally only one. Um, there's not, there, normally there's not super, even one. It's normally there's rare. no one, but we've had at least two in the last few years. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I think that's going to be... I mean, it'd be rare to get two, but I think Walsh is going to be that one hmm. um, for me. Uh, but if we got two this year, Rosie and Walsh, that would be incredible. Yeah, I just... I don't know. There's just something... Yeah, maybe I'm just buying into all the hype, but no, I, I'm I am keen. Uh, I'm more keen in draft leagues and not so keen in salary cap, just because I think while he is going to improve somewhat, I don't think it's going to be enough to justify picking him as a mid pricer. I, I think Greenwood, Petrarca are both better options. I think it's all about role, mm. like like with Petrarca as well. So if he gets midfield minutes, I think he will get enough of the ball to make it worthwhile. Yeah. If he doesn't get midfield minutes, then I have egg on my face. <laughs> Um, so, who else have we got here? From uh, Ebert. I talked up Ebert a little bit a few weeks ago mm-hmm. as potentially being the bloke of this year if he can get more midfield minutes. You did. Doesn't look like he's going to get the midfield minutes. He's playing forward. Scratch him off your list. Yeah, no, there's no way I'm looking at him. Hopefully, uh, he's not getting the midfield minutes because Rosie is. Well, that's, that's also <laughs> possible. Um, so, uh, the other one I just wanted to talk about quickly was Tom Rockliffe. Do not go anywhere near Tom Rockliffe. He is off my lists don't want anything to do with him in salary cap don't want anything to do with him in keeper leagues mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. I don't want anything to do with him in redraft really unless he's one of your like later midfield picks yeah if I can get him as my M4 
Yeah, M4, M5 even. Yeah, M4, yeah. M5 would be where I'd be looking at him. I just... Yeah, I, I just don't think there's any upside there, to be honest. They're going to well, be there's definitely to... upside, because he'll have a few games this year that he'll win you off his own boot. Yeah, but, true. Because he'll just bizarrely get 160. Mm. But it's, I don't think it's going to happen enough. Another um, rookie that's fallen is uh, Mitch Georgiadis. I, I'm not sure if he's playing round uh, one. Uh, no, I think he is. But what I'm wary of is don't buy into the hype of the fact that he looks like an awesome AFL player. He does look like an awesome AFL he player. Does. He's a tall forward. He's not going to score well. He scored, what, 37 in the first game? And sure, let's have a look in the second game. What did he score? He scored he 30 34. 40. 34 and 37 in his two games. That's and probably what he's doing every week. Yeah, pretty much. If so, he plays. I mean, granted, if you if he's all you can afford, <laughs> 236K. So he's not even he's basement not buying, price. Yeah. If he's all you can afford... I think he will play a lot this year. I think he will be a slow burner. He's a guy that you can stick on your bench and just ignore him for the first two-thirds of the season. I like it. And then cash him in later when he's made some money. But don't buy into the hype that he's the next big thing, yeah. fantasy-wise. Agreed, agreed. Um, okay, so should we move on to Richmond, or did you have uh, many others you wanted to uh, bring up um, from Port? There's, there's no, not really. Not I liked else. what I saw from Lad- Laddams in the first game, but yeah. I don't think I don't know what's happening with their rock situation. No, I don't no. think he'd be best twenty-two. Absolutely but, no idea what's going on there. But I did like what I saw. Um, okay, so on the uh, Tigers side of things, mm-hmm. again, the Tigers aren't a fantasy-friendly side. Yeah. There's a couple of guys in there who are interesting, like um, Dusty Martin in particular. Obviously, he's the main one you got to be looking at, and Marley and Pickett, obviously, because he's 170k. He's going to play, and he should score Salary solidly. cap, cash cow only. That's it. And That's if it. you can swing it so he's not on your field, even better. I mean, I don't mind him being on your field as your last guy to start the season because I think he could. He has the ability to go, you know, the 60s, 70s, and maybe even an 80 every now and then, which is super yeah, solid for I, a rookie. I guess, I guess. Uh, but no, I'm not saying that he should be your first you know, rookie on the field by yeah. choice. Agreed. Um, obviously, you want Raul playing on the field. Um, yes. And we don't have too many other rookies. So, those are really the only two. Like uh, Short. Uh, short. Short Tom Lynch from a, a draft point mm-hmm. of view as well with uh, mm-hmm. very little forwards available. There's obviously some draft guys there. Um, I, I And yeah, I do like Short. Uh, I like Short because he seems to be going under the radar. Mm. This time last year, everyone was talking him up they were expecting him to take a massive jump because he'd he'd been building quite nicely previously yeah. uh, into being that key rebounding guy. Then obviously had that horrible elbow, I think it was elbow injury last mm. year, missed heaps of games. And when he came back, he wasn't quite himself. Um, so he's sliding under the radar a lot. So I think he might be a guy that you could get as a bit of a sleeper, a bit of a slider in your redraft. Yep. And I think there's a lot of upside. Yeah, I, I don't I don't mind that call at all. Sydney Stack's an interesting one from Keeper League point of view, but only a Keeper League point of view. Yeah, great. Um, in very, very deep Keeper Leagues as well, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that Riley Collier-Dawkins, uh, <laughs> he's, yep. um, he looks like he's going to play round one. Uh, sorry, no, 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 no Collier-Dawkins, our apology. Um, Coleman, uh, Coleman Jones. Jones. He looks like he's going to play round one as a bit of um, chop out in the ruck plus as a forward option. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't go anywhere near him, though. He's not going <laughs> to... There's just no point from a salary cap point of view. Yeah, I I don't know. having said that, I'm pretty sure we said that about um, Noah Bolter last year. We did. And he was actually he was serviceable okay. for the entire year. He was year. serviceable, and, as and a then cash he, cow. he really hurt some people. I, as a cash cow, he made money most of the year. He so. did. 
Yeah, you got you got a good point there. Um, so, and again, like I say, Richmond not a particularly fantasy friendly team for the game style they play. They just try and surge the ball forward any way yeah. they can. Little touches, little yeah. just hits. No um, points for tap-ons. Exactly. So you're looking for those teams that get the plus sixes. Um, so we'll move on to the next, which is Sydney, I believe. Uh, Saints. Saints. Oh, God. My, You're just, really not good my, at alphabetical my ordering. My alphabetical ordering is just absolutely shit. Like, you skipped two entire teams. <laughs> and then you... It was just Essendon and Fremantle. They don't count. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, the uh, the Saints took on the, uh, the Magpies in week two, which was a really good fantasy mm. match. I mean, that yeah. was really good to see. I was... There, there's actually a few guys from the Saints who interest me. Yeah, I quite like it from a um, fantasy perspective. Mm. So, who caught your eye? Dunstan. Dunce. As yeah. and this is not so much me saying go out and target Dunstan no. because he's never been that guy. But he's in March on one, fringe. he was everywhere. He only scored eighty eight, and he's a centre only, so eighty eight's pretty much a borderline of not really being <laughs> enough. But he seemed like he was everywhere, and then in March two, he got one hundred and eighteen. Yeah, and I actually reckon he's probably playing for his career this year mm. because with all the guys that they've brought in, the youth coming up. He's and he's just a he's just a midfielder who yeah. can accumulate the ball. So I really feel that he's playing for his career at the moment, and he's going to have a, a I think he's going to have a big year. Yeah. Keep in mind though that Seb Ross did not play in the second game. He mm-hmm. did in the first, and yep. you noticed obviously the effect that that had on his scoring. Whether that's yeah. the entire reason. Oh, also the fact he's playing Collingwood and they give up points. Exactly. So there's Coll- a few factors there. Collingwood don't give a shit. But I think you could do far worse as your. Last midfield spot. Yeah, not too Dunstan. Um, the some of the other players that call my Jack Steele looked very good again this year. I, yeah. I really like Jack. Steele. I really like Steele. Um, if he's freed up, if the new coach actually lets him hunt the ball and doesn't make him tag consistently, mm-hmm. he is going to be huge this yeah, year. A lot of upside. Uh, I mean, even if he still keeps the tagging role, yeah, he's great as one of the last midfielders that you might target for like for your if you're in a deep draft league like in. Uh, probably somewhere on your bench. Brad Hill is looking interesting. I'm, yeah, I'm very intrigued. He only got 51 in Marsh 1, which I was surprised it was that low because he's another one who looked like he was everywhere. Mm. 120 in Marsh 2, though, and he is he only the played, man. He only played 60% of game time in Marsh 1. Oh, and, that and, would, that would yeah, so he, he was brought on and off the field a lot yep. more than he normally would be. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But that won't happen during the main season because he has amazing endurance. Exactly. But he is the man. In that midfield, they, they are, get the ball. They are giving him the ball at every opportunity mm-hmm. because he is—he's—he's he's not just a class above; he's a couple of classes above everyone else in terms of sending that ball into the forward line. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Billings, I think he's going to have a very solid year as well. Yeah, um, looks so good. Draft leagues, maybe you should be targeting him early thirties, somewhere around about that. Yep. Um, Happy with that. Ben Long. Um, hmm. He seems to have jumped up and take because they've just got so many halfbacks. So St. many. St. Kilda so many. are ridiculously overstocked at halfback. Hmm. And Ben Long looks like he's jumped up and taken that spot off of some guys like Nick Caulfield, Shane Savage. Yeah. Um, so. And he, he viable, seems to be able to find the ball. He does. He's a viable option as a last sort of defender in draft leagues. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've got no issue doing that. I'm happy with um, that. So, it's, look, again. Probably more on your emergency in the deeper draft league, mm-hmm. but I, I just think there's a bit of upside there if he can get a consistent game. I think it's worthwhile taking a flyer <laughs> on him in with your last couple of picks just to see what he can do. Yeah, and if it doesn't play out in the first couple of rounds, you don't send ditch him, him, send him and find someone else. Wire. Exactly. Uh, for salary cap, Max King, 
Uh, only yeah. because he's 170k, he's going to play every game. Yeah, that's that's he, the thing. Stick him on your bench, slow burn, mid-season, mm-hmm. cut him, that's pocket it. the cash. You've got to start with Max King for me. Again, it's just that consistency that you're going to get. As long as he's not injured, he's playing every single game. They're yep. just going to expose him to AFL football, yep. um, which I, I think is a good way. He, so, looks, he looks exciting he, from a pure AFL perspective. He does, and he looks comfortable at the level he does um not he's he's not quite there yet or quite what yeah. he can be but he looks like he's not um out of place at afl level agreed um and i think we'll move on to the next uh, team just quickly before we do Robertson. so he got through both games i think he, mi- he missed the first one didn't he, he got, played both did he i'm really? pretty sure um he, i might be wrong uh, let me just have a look here. He did not play the first game. All right, well, he played uh, the second game and it looked good. He did, yeah. So, he's starting. Oh, no, he's definitely starting and he's in my salary cap team, no question. He's in the mid-300s. He's just too cheap to ignore there. Yep. Um, um, <laughs> who have you got? You have well, to I bring it up now. Yeah, of course this. you have to. Of course you have to. Tim Membry. No, don't bring up Tim Membry. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, so, I'm, 138, I was like... Uh, Tim Membry. <laughs> and, but then 86 in March 2. Yes, nah, I, I think he's a waiver wire guy still. Alrighty. I, I, again, he's one of those guys that you pick up every now and then when you think he's going to have a good game. I'm F4 or F5 for redraft. I'd All be right. happy with him, considering that the shit we've got. Yeah. Because, again, he's playing every week. He's probably getting your 65, 70 every week. Mm-hmm. He, he'll, if he goes big and kicks a bag, then he could... Get the 80s, 90s tons. He could. Um, all right, we'll go on to the Sydney You obviously now. disagree. We'll no, move I on to Sydney. I, I, I do not rate Tim <laughs> at all. Um, he's a, he's a waiver wire guy for me, 100%. Um, so, Sydney, uh, they got smashed in the mini Battle of the Bridge uh, in the first week by the tune of almost 100 points, and they got beaten by North Melbourne, so they have had a shocking preseason. Um, now, the, the one that interested <laughs> me from the first week was Jordan Dawson. Yep. And then he pumps out a 50 in the mm-hmm. second week. I think he's that big of a hype guy that it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm not taking Jordan Dawson to start with because there are other options. Well, um, midfield, he's a forward defender, but right? But he's the number two hype man. <laughs> no, I'm not taking him. Um, uh, of the other forwards, I would prefer uh, Hugh Greenwood, mm-hmm. uh, Petrarca. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not a big fan of having three mid-prices in one line. Okay, so you those, see my team. Those are my two mid-prices at the moment. And I would rate Rosie over Dawson as well. Really? Yeah, I would rate Rosie. He's a back forward, isn't he? Back forward. So what about the backs? The other backs, uh, I would rank Robertson obviously over him, but he's more of a overpriced like rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rank Clark over him. Mm. I would rank, or some. I'll, I'll bring up the, some of the guys in my team. Uh, Dan Houston is over him. Uh, Sam Doherty is over him. Um, he, I used to have Connor Blakely in my team, so he might sneak in and take Connor Blakely's spot. Uh, yeah, that could work. But um, if Connor Blakely plays round one and he's named in the midfield, I might be tempted to take him over Dawson. Mm, okay, interesting. I think I do. he might be the only person in the country who's not starting Dawson. Who, who, yeah, who's not starting Dawson. Yeah, well, I, 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 just, I don't like that fifty-seven at all, um, particularly against North Melbourne. Like North Melbourne don't give up a lot of points, though. Yeah, I, I, no, I'm just not sure. Um, I really don't like that fifty-seven. Okay, interesting. Um, I try not to put too much emphasis on preseason games, mm. but he did not look good at all in that game. Um, okay, yeah, so James Rowbottom looked really good in the second game. He did. So he looked very good. Keeper leagues, uh, jump all over him. If he's available in your keeper league top-up draft, just absolutely go nuts. Agreed. I find it interesting, though. So he only had 53 in the first March game. 
mm-hmm. and yet you are interested in him. From a Keeper League point of view, absolutely. From a, a Keeper League point of view, Jordan Dawson should be uh, absolutely be taken in every team. <laughs> and there's a very, very different things. And in draft mm-hmm. leagues, he does have some value. Salary cap teams, though, we really have to look for the cream of the crop as mid-prices, premiums, and that sort of thing. And there's just other guys I would rate over him. Mm-hmm. But if you own Jordan Dawson in a Keeper League, you are absolutely lapping it up and loving it at the moment, and mm-hmm. you are not letting him go. Oh, fair enough. Um, so yeah, there, there's, but yeah, I did like what I saw of Robottom today. He looked yeah. really good. There's horses for courses there for different mm-hmm. styles, and I wouldn't be looking at Robottom in a salary cap did, league. Did you do way. that because it's horse longmost too? I didn't, but now I'm going to say that I did. Um, Dylan Stevens, I, I yeah, I'm not sure. The, the two rookies from Sydney, Stevens, Stevens and Gould. Gould. Gould didn't play the second game, which is not good. He's not starting round one. Um, and that was one that I had penciled in, no question, for my salary cap team. Yeah. Um, Same. And I don't think Stevens Dylan, is either. Dylan I don't think Stevens, either of them are best 22 to start the year. Yeah, he might not play round one, but also I don't think he scores well enough either to... Um, yeah, he, he doesn't quite look ready yet. He was taken at, what, pick five? Which means yeah. his price, he's way overpriced for what he can average. So, yeah. again, he's another one of those guys that's 80k more expensive than he sh- you should be taking him at. Yes. So, I'm, I'm not starting either of those two guys. Unless Gould is... If Gould is named round one, I'm starting him. Agreed. If Dylan Stevens is named round one, I'm still not starting Dylan Stevens. Agreed. Um, any others that popped up? I like the look of Mills. Mills looked so good in the All-Star game, and he looked very solid in this game. Yeah, Maybe this is him. the year that he can be quite solid in fantasy football. Yeah, if you say so. Yeah, so. I, I've given up on Mills. <laughs> you gave up a long time ago. No, we... just last year I gave up on Mills. You thought you thought that was the year that he was going to break. No, out. I'm just tired of hyping him every year. Mm-hmm. Like I'll I'll get back on board when there is actually something to be excited about. Okay. At the moment, we're just assuming he's going to be a good fantasy player. Has he actually? Like, what has he done to demonstrate he will be? Yeah, I mean, he he scored very, very well in the All-Star game. He did very well in the All-Star yeah, game. But and he got, what, an 88 in this game. Um, I mean, yeah, the I fact that he was a early, shattering an early academy pick for Sydney doesn't mean he's going to be a good fantasy player. That's true. So, yeah. like, I'm happy to be proven wrong. I hope he does become a good fantasy player, but... We were always, I'm just tired of talking about it. We were always kind of hoping that he would take the jump to play um, midfield at some stage and have defensive status while he was in the midfield. Mm. And he's never done that because Horse has never allowed him to do that. He's yeah, always and now to play we've defense. got um, Robottom and... Um, who's the other guy we're talking Dylan about? Dylan Stevens uh, yeah. coming through the midfield. Ollie Florent getting more midfield yeah. minutes. Um, George Hewitt. Mm-hmm. Papley, has, um, more, Papley probably has more midfield minutes than Mills does. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can. I so agree I mean, that. there's all these other guys coming up from underneath him. So I just I don't see the upside. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll move on to West Coast. Yeah. Um, so West Coast again, they're not particularly fantasy friendly. I really um, struggled to come up with anyone yeah. to talk about. Jared yeah. Brand is probably the big one. If he's playing round one, he's in my team, no question. Um, he's just that cheap, and as a wingman, you can score half decently. Yeah. Uh, um, if he's yeah. I agree. If he's named and... With the lack of rookies we have anyway. Yeah, and you've got to assume if he's named, he's going to play that wing role because that's yeah. all of the talk. Scored 57 in the second game, and what did he score? Brand, um, scored 49 in the, the first game. So it's, it's not Nothing a shattering numbers, about, but, but there's there's upside for him to move from there. And he, he would have to be 170, right? I, I think he's 184 or something yeah, like that. Close so Because he played like two games last year, That's but right, he, yeah. he did terribly. Yeah, close um, enough. 
So one that I really want people to bump up in draft leagues is Elliot Yo, who mm, one of his, you're massive on Yo this year. One of his first pre like full preseasons this year. Again, he hasn't had one in the past couple of years, and he's always had like niggling injuries. He just looks like an absolute beast at the moment. <laughs> and with Tim Kelly and Luke Shuey in there, I don't think Elliot Yo gets paid any attention to this year. I think yeah, that's if, probably true. He might have a game where he pays some attention. Uh, to like someone like a Paddy Cripps or a Dusty Martin, but even then he scores well when he looks after someone. Yeah, he does. Tend- he tackles when he's marking someone. He tackles them yeah. like ten times a game. I've moved Elliot Yo up to I think I had him ranked close to twenty five um, this year. You okay. know, if I was doing a mock draft, so he's he's in that uh, mid to late third round for me, um, and I think that's a very deserving spot for him to be. He's going to be a very good. Yeah, player I couldn't argue with that. Do you think the same effect will happen with Gaff, where he just gets ignored and is able to do his thing this year? Absolutely, Gaff. I have ranked like around about eleven. He's mm. going so outside of. I think there's a very uh, clear top 10 in drafts at the moment which starts you know obviously you've got Grundy you've got McRae Whitfield Titch Jake Kelly and this is in no particular order either hmm. um, Josh Kelly uh, Dunkley Gorn Lloyd Canelio and Trelaw um, that, that's around about where I see the top 10 and there's some tiers in there obviously but there's a drop off to the next guy but that next guy is Gaff um, yeah, I would agree with that. Gaff and Oliver are both going to be very, very good, and I think they deserve that spot just outside that sort of fantasy top 10. Um, um, and, yeah, like you say, he's going to get ignored on that wing. Yeah, I think he's going to have a good year. Yeah, he's, he's going to rack it up. Dom Sheed's going to be affected by that, unfortunately. Um, so yeah. for Keeper League owners, it's it's another year of waiting and holding with Dom Sheed. I, I think the, the good thing for Keeper owners, though, is he probably gets pushed back to that half-forward flank, so he's going to retain the forward status. He's got, so he obviously this year it's going to suck, but you hang on to him because next year he's going to have forward status, yeah. and it's going to be very handy for you. Absolutely. Um, because I can only see more players losing forward status this year and not gaining forward status. Don't say that. Um, Don't it, say that. I think 2021 is going to be horrible. <laughs> Um, okay, um, I, I think that's really it from West yeah, Coast. Yeah, the one thing I did have a look at was the ruck situation at West Coast. Mm-hmm. And wow, that is an absolute clusterfuck. Oh, yeah. I, it's Behind ba- Nick Nat, it's, you've got Hickey didn't play either of the Marsh games. Yeah. Vardy played both but didn't score particularly well. Mm-hmm. This Bailey Williams dude played one, and apparently the talk is that he might be the front runner to be the For backup ruckman yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, um, And Nick Nat scored... 60s both weeks? Yeah, average at best. I, I wouldn't be taking a West Coast ruck in, um, uh, in a draft league. Mm. If, I, if I could avoid it, um, I would not be touching the West Coast the, rucks. You're going to have to... like It's going to be impossible to handcuff. Yeah. I, I, that. And you, you ha- you'd have to think you'd need to... Nick- you would him. have to handcuff him, 100%. You'd have to handcuff him with probably Hickey would be the one. because Hickey's cl- clearly number three at the moment in the pecking list. Well, I think Hickey's probably... Like, Vardy, you can't play as the number one Ruckman, and neither can you do that with Bailey Williams. Hickey, you can oh, play true, as the actually, number one yeah. Ruckman. That's, that's he the would reason be the one I say. that would come in, yeah. So, I don't think Hickey plays particularly well when he's paired up with Nick mm, Nat. Because they both need to play number one. Exa- exactly. Yeah. That's that's where the handcuff comes No, that's comes a good in. point. Um Okay, I think we'll move on to the last team on the list, which is the Bullies. Yes. And uh, obviously the Bullies, one of those fantasy-friendly teams. These guys are going to be huge this year. There's going to be a lot of players to look to. Who this caught is, your eye the most? This is another one where the good guys will be awesome. Yep. The role guys will be role guys. And the there's no real rookies coming through. Exactly. I, because of guys coming through who are taking up those spots, like um, 
I mean, Bailey Williams, I think, is going to be an interesting one to talk about yeah. from draft leagues. But the other one is um, Bailey Smith. Uh, Bailey Smith. The Bailey's. Look, from a keeper league point of view, obviously that guy is gold. He's mm-hmm. not he's not worth anything in redraft this year, and obviously he's too expensive to take in salary cap. So some of those guys that are coming up through the ranks, they're just they don't have value to us um, unless you're a keeper league owner. Yeah, uh, Bailey Smith. He scored seventy five and eighty eight in the. Marsh games. I mean, he and could with, be okay with he's forward, got forward status. status yeah. So I, I take him um, as one of your last forwards because I think he's a forward who's actually going to play midfield minutes. Yeah, I guess so, so. Yeah, that could be. There's upside there. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but obviously, he's not going to shatter the world or anything. But yeah, yeah, I think he'll be okay. Bailey Williams scored seventy-two and ninety, which is great. Mm-hmm. But I can't trust what his role is going to be. Yeah. No, he's going he's gonna to be the first one to get bellowed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. But I, I did like what I saw from Bailey Williams in that second game. He looked very, very good. I was all aboard Bailey Williams two years ago. Um, but last year, he didn't play. He fell out of favour. I just I don't know where he's at career-wise. Yeah. Um, Bonson Pelly, we were hyping him up a little bit before the preseason. And this he just went absolutely mental. Mm. Love the idea of bumping him up much higher in your, your draft leagues. Uh, because I think he's going to have a very, very good year. I hope he does. Um, Hopefully he's just played full-time midfielder. Just You can yeah. rest him up forward for like 10-15% of the game, but when he's not on the bench, I want him in the midfield. Hopefully with, uh, hopefully, if Norton's knee is good enough for him to play, with Bruce coming in to take one of those key roles up forward, Norton can take another one, Shaki can play as a third tour, yep. a bit of a lead-up guy. Hopefully that's enough forward structure. They don't need Bont up there, and yep. he can play midfield. Because um, they've already got guys like Sam Lloyd and McLean and just yeah. a, a lot of other of those smaller type forwards. Yeah, so as well. hopefully that releases him to play more midfield and his scores can reflect that. Um, McLean, he was good a couple of years ago. Don't go anywhere near McLean. He ignore is ignore him now. Oh no, he's he's worth absolutely nothing. Even in a keeper league, I just would not go anywhere near McLean. Yeah. Um, okay, so one more guy for me. Yeah, go ahead. Caleb Daniel <laughs> is priced as the sixth best defender yep he is not going to stay up there do not want to take have anything to do he with is Daniel. entirely reliant on possessions to build his scores and I reckon after how well he did last year and how much they used him as the distributor of halfback teams will try and shut him down and I feel like he's going to be really easy to shut down yeah because someone just needs to like hold him down and he won't be able to do anything because <laughs> he's, he's tiny he's a tiny guy yeah. but yeah I, I wouldn't want much to do with Caleb Daniel to be honest you could take him as that uh, like probably tenth, sort of in the pe- maybe fifteenth in the pecking order yeah. of defenders, but I wouldn't be taking him. You know, some people have him, uh, you know, seventh or eighth. I wouldn't be yeah, ranking I wouldn't him around be going that high. Um, the other one, just to, I mean, this isn't any secret, but this could be the year that Tim English breaks out. Um, oh, we know it's going to happen at some point. Yeah, one hundred and twenty uh, against the power. Um, who mm-hmm. had. Um, Westhoff had to ruck a lot of the game because Lysett did get injured at one stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Lysett still played half the game and English was on, you know, 65 or so at halftime and doing pretty very good. well. Um, Kicked two goals, so he is going up forward and having an effect as well. Mm. Um, and he took a few marks around the ground, took the seven marks. Nice. Um, nice. Now, I was I was really impressed with Tim English. Yeah, hopefully this is the year he puts it all together because yeah. he... yeah. I'm, I think he'll be good when he does. There's better Ruckman in draft leagues, but hold for keeper owners. No Agreed. question. And that's our teams. We're done. We're done. That was an absolute marathon effort. Matt, mm. thanks for joining me again. That was fantastic. No problem. So, guys, we'll be back next week with our... What we're going to be doing is our 
pre-season, not our pre-season, that's, that's what we've just done we, now. We've, we've uh, just finished that. We'll be doing our, our team reveals. Yes. Our team reveals and our big calls. So Looking forward to it. It's, along with the Keeper League podcast, it's probably one of our favourite podcasts that we do for the year. Yes. Because uh, we're going to be revealing our salary cap teams, going through why we made those choices, why we didn't pick up other guys. And we've also got a, a list of our big calls we make through the year, and we bring those up at the end of the year just to uh, rub it in. Like, <laughs> See how badly we've we've predicted the how, year. How bad it all went, because yep. I, I don't think we've had a year where we've successfully made too many of those big calls. No, nah, we're shocking. So we're, uh, we're going to end it on that. Thanks again so much, guys, for joining us. If you have any questions, we are at ExtendedBenchAU on Twitter, so you can get in touch with us that way. And until next week, we'll see you then. Catch gotcha. you.